Hey, y'all, and welcome to the podcast, The Not-So-Empty Nest, Season 1, Episode 8, and the final one of 2021. 2022 is on its way, and I hope we're ready, because ready or not, here it comes. This is Stephanie Rada, and I am your host, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today. I have some things on my heart to share for these last few days of this year as we prepare for the new year, and I'm happy to share them with you. I hope that you were all blessed during the Christmas season, and now, here we are, facing the new year. You may be surprised to know that this week, the very last week of every year, right between Christmas and New Year, is perhaps my favorite week of all the whole year long. It is the week that I contemplate the year almost gone and consider the year about to begin. It is the week that I make plans, create calendars, and decide on my New Year's resolutions. It is the week that I dream my dreams. Oh, I know. Some folks think that resolutions are pointless. But as for me, it helps me to focus. It helps me to decide what really matters to me. It helps me prioritize so that I'm sure that I do the most important things first. This year, I'm sorting my goals into categories, and those who enjoy a good spreadsheet or a planning book will appreciate my method. My categories this year are simple, spiritual growth and maturity, physical and mental health, relationship mending and strengthening, financial stability, and then writing or author projects such as this podcast. I don't know about you, but with life zipping by at the pace of a racehorse, if I'm going to just get around to doing things, if that's how I hope to accomplish them, well, those things don't stand a chance of actually getting done. I need a list, personally. I need reminding often. And that's what I do during this last week of the year. Now, as a mom of many, I have done a lot of cooking for a crowd, and I had to learn, as my cooking skills increased, how to put a few things on the back burner of the stove while I concentrated on the more pressing matters that needed my focused attention. That's kind of how my list and plans and resolutions work for me. Y'all... It's going to be 2022, and the truth is we have no idea what it will hold. So, I know we can't be making these lists in concrete. We will have to be flexible, but at least we will have a point to pivot from as the changes present themselves. Now, if you want to read your Bible every day this year, well, find a reading plan. Churches have plans, and there are all kinds of online plans, you, you version. Uh, you can find a plan if you choose to. There are loads of options. What about, do you want to save money this year? Or, well, open a savings account. Do you want to get out of debt? How about cut up some credit cards? Need to lose a few pounds? Well, 
How about schedule time to join a gym? Are you hoping to have a better marriage, better health, a better job, better future? Well, it's time to prioritize and bring those things to the front burners of your proverbial stove. No matter how you choose to spend 2022, make it count. Every one of the 365 days, every one of the 8,760 hours can matter. They can matter to you. They can matter to the people you love. They can even matter to total strangers. I've lived long enough to have learned just a few things. The best things in life usually don't just happen. We have to participate on purpose and help make these things happen. And speaking of plans today, I want to share with you an account in the Bible about two women with very different plans about one particular baby boy. And the interesting thing is that their plans had a direct impact on God's plan to provide us with the Savior that we've been celebrating celebrating this season. Can I tell you something? You are not alone. No matter how discouraged you feel or overwhelmed, no matter how unlikely it seems that the plans you were making could even truly happen, even if your plans and priorities require great change that is very scary, you are not alone. Plenty of us are right there with you, determined to try and try again. Now to our story, which is found in 2 Kings chapter 11. Now, there are two women here that we need to get to know. Athaliah is the villainess, while Jehosheba is the heroine. These two women are not as commonly known as a lot of the women that we may discuss in other episodes. But they are two women who made a very different choice each in a time of great crisis. Now, let me tell you a little bit about them. Uh, Okay, If you asked most people who the most evil woman in the Bible was, chances are you would rarely think of Athaliah. After this study, however, that might change. She is violent, deceptive, murderous, and possibly the epitome of evil. And before we enter into the action of the story, let's have a bit of background. Most scholars agree that she was the daughter of Ahab and Queen Jezebel. She had learned Jezebel's wicked ways and embraced them as her own, apparently willing to outdo her evil mama. Remember, we always have a choice. She had a choice. She was married to Jehoram, the son of the godly king Jehoshaphat. Jehoram had a choice as well. He forsook the ways of his father and under the influence of his evil wife undid many of the great things that his king, his father, King Jehoshaphat, had accomplished during his reign. 
Excuse me for just a moment while I pause to pray for the women whom my five sons will marry someday. (laughs) Although I am being a bit facetious at this moment, I truly do this on a regular basis. And of course, some of them have already chosen their wives. Oh, the influence of a wife on her husband and vice versa, of course. When her husband died, their son, Joash, became king. And she was no longer the queen. However, she was the queen mother. And this satiated her appetite for influence and power. But then everything changed. While she was not Jezebel herself, she had that same spirit of manipulation and hunger for power. When her hold and influence and position were threatened, she took action. Awful, terrible, horrific action. And she intended to keep control at any cost. Here's what it says in 2 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. When Athaliah, the mother of King Ahaziah of Judah, learned that the, her son was dead, she began to destroy the rest of the royal family. Now, just in case that isn't perfectly clear, let me clarify. She killed, in cold blood, all the royal seed. Anyone who could have a claim to the throne was annihilated. She murdered her own grandchildren. I can hardly type those words without my heart lurching in horror. She was so determined to have what she wanted... She destroyed her own future and sacrificed the futures of those she should have loved and protected. Selfish, self-centered, deceptive, manipulative usurper. She became the king. This was indeed a reason for treason. There was an imposter on the throne. Now, I'm so thankful that this isn't the end of the story. After this bloody scene of murder and mayhem, the curtains close and reopen to reveal Jehosheba, our heroine. I can't wait to tell you all about her. I want you to stop and think about the choices that you have before you. Just like every lady we will look at as we study in these podcasts, You may have a family heritage of sin, dysfunction, and shameful acts, but you do not have to claim those false images as your own. When you are tempted to stop and ask yourself, what's a girl to do? There are options. There are always options. You do not have to be what has been before you. You have a new heritage as a child of the king, You can be redeemed, purchased with a price, and set free from the heritage of sin. Even if you have all yourself have already made choices that you regret, this is still not the end of your story. When I talk to my children about family trees, I develop a unique method of explaining it. I would draw a tree with branches and roots. I would always tell my children that they have roots in their biological families that are different than mine and Henry's. 
Those roots helped determine the color of their eyes, the height of their stature, the shape of their mouth. But as an adopted child, they are grafted into our family. I always stop and add a branch at that point. I explain that while we did not determine the color of their eyes, we will help them to see and recognize truth and recognize it right from wrong. While we don't have any part in how they stand in height, we can help shape them and make them spiritually strong. We didn't contribute to the shape of their mouths either, but we hope to encourage them to smile, to choose their words carefully, and to lift their voices in praise. This same illustration applies to us spiritually. The roots are there, roots of sin, roots of pain, roots of despair. They've held their influence. We might as well not deny that. But that is not the end of the story. In Ephesians 1.5, it says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. I'm going to stop here today and we're going to pick back up on the rest of this story with our very first episode of 2022. As a matter of fact, I want to start a series of uh, episodes called What's a Girl to Do? And it's kind of based on the idea, concept of false images and how we get images of ourselves and draw conclusions about who we will be or should be or could be that are different than the image that God has created us in his own image and to do great things for him. I hope that at some point during this podcast, you've been able to say, yeah, me too. And I hope that you'll take time this week before the very beginning of 2022 and decide what is most important to you for those days to come, those months ahead. I pray that you will consider more closely what you can do than what you cannot do. And I pray that you will be blessed abundantly with the spirit of encouragement and joy. I hope you'll join us next time. I can't wait to tell you more about this exciting story and how Jehosheba steps in with a plan of her own and sets everything right. I think it's important for you to know that had Athaliah been successful, and even though she became the queen for a short time or a few years, had she been able to annihilate all of those descendants, it wouldn't have just been about her. It wouldn't have just been about that family. That would have stopped the messianic line that led to Jesus. You see, things that we do, decisions that we make, words that we speak, they're not just about this moment. They're also about the important moments to come. God bless, and I'll see you next week.